0: It's that time of the week for the VLGA Connect Newsroom segment, where we're joined by the CEO, Catherine Arndt, to talk all things local government around Victoria. Hi, Catherine. Hi,
1: Chris. How are you today?
0: I'm going very well, thank you. What about you?
1: Yeah, very well. It's um, been a a, a busy week again, but some clarity on a few issues that were, um, I guess, front of mind for the sector. So very happy, happy to be talking about those today with you.
0: Which we'll do in just a moment, but of course, lockdown, you're in lockdown, I'm outside the lockdown area, but fingers crossed that 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 remains the case, but it really just does uh, remind us um, about uh, how um, we can't afford to be complacent in this this fight against the virus.
1: Absolutely, Chris, and of course, um, you know, my thoughts go out to all of us who are impacted (coughs) by yet another lockdown, uh, to residents, to businesses, to people who are still having to deliver frontline services and, of course, the local government sector who delivers a lot of those services, plus other um, services on behalf of the community. That must continue. Uh, But I think the government, of course, with the advice of the Chief Health Officer, have made a decision to try and really nip this in the bud, so to speak, and if we can come out of the six-week period and have no further uh, cases, that would be well worth uh, another period of lockdown. And I think it's very important that we all follow the instructions. We're in it together. Um, none of us are outside of this. It's, it's a global pandemic, and we just have to stick together.
0: And uh, remain positive. Uh, I've noticed quite a bit of negativity creeping in this time with some of the social media that's going on. But I did—I was pleased to note. I'm not being political at all. That uh, um, hashtag I stand with Dan was trending in Australia last night on Twitter, which gave me a smile. And I thought, yeah, let's just keep an eye on the uh, on the on the positive side of of us all working together to overcome this. It's
1: so important, Chris. Um apportioning blame or responsibility in uh, a unique circumstance that we've never seen before is not helpful. It's confusing for members of the community. And we don't need that confusion. I think we have to remain positive. We have to work together. And I think you um, pointed out to me the the terrific um, representation that some of our mayors are having during this most recent period of lockdown and getting a lot of attention and performing incredibly well in the media. And I think what that highlights, of course, is that the role of local government is so important. And it's often, unfortunately, in times like this, that that's not recognised as it should be. And hopefully, um, when we come out of this again, we won't have to have some of those... Um, conversations with media that are negative towards the role of local government?
0: Well said. Uh, it's exactly what I have noticed me is from virtually every corner of the state, dealing with uh, border issues, dealing with lockdown issues, so metro areas, rural areas, uh, border areas, uh, all performing exceptionally well. And just, you know, you know, the media going to local government to get that on the ground perspective so hats off to them all uh doing a great job in trying circumstances
1: yeah well done
0: so one of the things you alluded to that we've been waiting for some clarity on arrived this week and that was the regulations around the elections now we've covered this a bit in the governance update with Stephen Cooper uh, this week so if you want some more detail have a look at that but you as the leader of one of the peak bodies would be very pleased to see this advice out there now
1: Oh, absolutely, Chris, that, that, that clarity was um, desperately needed. We now have that, and um, most importantly, though, the component that everyone was waiting to hear about was the mandatory candidate training. So um, we got some more clarity about that yesterday, and I'm very pleased to let our viewers know, and I think the CEOs will be relieved to hear that the mandatory candidate training will now be delivered Via an e-learning module that will be hosted and facilitated uh, by local government Victoria so that takes away from the CEOs that uh, regulatory responsibility to deliver two sessions per municipality uh, and also keep uh, a, reg- a register of, of those participants so that will now be all centrally coordinated and managed by a local government Victoria. That said though, um, there's been more interest in the VLGA's candidate workshops. So these are not the mandatory training. The mandatory training component will be available for any potential candidate to do at their leisure. However, um, what the sector has said to us, and certainly yesterday in um, a meeting with CEOs, they were very interested to continue with the VLGA's uh, information sessions as a complement to that mandatory training because they offer the ability for candidates um, to participate in an interactive session where they can ask questions and there can be a Q&A um, with an actual person. So if you're interested yeah. uh, in um, undertaking those, please uh, contact the VLGA's uh, virtual office and we can lock you in there.
0: Makes a lot of sense. So the uh, mandatory training can be uh, delivered in a uniform way with no variation. Um, and the VLGA can be in a position to value add to that process, as you say, to allow for the interactivity, the discussion of issues, and those those particular things that candidates want to know about, how do I do this or should I be doing that, which isn't going to be focus, uh, the focus of the mandatory training.
1: That was always an issue that the, that, um, the government was struggling with in the sector was how to ensure that uniformity of delivery of the mandatory sessions. And now that problem has been solved. Uh, So um, as I said, um, register, I think, um, for those candidate information sessions that the VLGA are conducting. Um, I think we've done probably about 40 to date. So certainly um, still some time to go.
0: So um, you got a nice email this week, I think, from the Minister for Local Government's office, Catherine. Are you able to share that with us?
1: I am. Um, I'm very pleased to let our viewers know that the Minister for Local Government has watched a few of the VLGA Connect interviews and was very keen um, for us to host him. Um, So his interview will be coming up um, very shortly and within the next week. And it will be a terrific opportunity for the new Minister local government to introduce himself, talk a little bit about his background, what his priorities are for the local government sector, and also give us an update on um, the Local Government Act and the upcoming election.
0: And there is um, a concerted effort going on around the sector to have the minister consider the timing of the election. So it'll be good timing as well, uh, for the Minister to, get, to potentially give us his views on on that in the next week or so.
1: Yes, and I think it's really important that we do hear his views on that because, um, you know, it's a very complex issue, any sort of deferral. And the current Act, the 2020 Act, has some very particular circumstances that would allow any deferral to occur. And uh, the intent of that provision would not relate to a COVID-19 situation. So there are some other legislative uh, complexities that are outside of the minister's control and do need to be considered as part of this discussion. But it will be good to hear his thoughts on that.
0: Before we wrap it up, Catherine, uh, just looking ahead to uh, next week and a special session we have on Monday afternoon, for which there's been a lot of interest, I've got to say. Um, Infrastructure Victoria joining with the VLGA to present a session on their recently completed advice to government on the various things that can and should happen in the recycling and resource recovery sector for Victoria. Looking forward to that.
1: I'm looking forward to this discussion also. Um, So they released a report recently to the government, as our viewers might know, they're independent of government uh, and are tasked with providing informed uh, recommendations to government on a variety of infrastructure-related matters. This report, particularly related to infrastructure associated with waste and resource recovery. So what this session will do, will. Uh, it will talk to that report and some of those recommendations. It will, again, <laughs> um, explain their role um, as, as this independent body and also talk a little bit about how the current landfill levy and sustainability funds are distributed amongst a variety of agencies because often there's some confusion about that in the sector. So very yes. important conversation.
0: Excellent. So if you'd like to be a part of that and there's still time when you're watching this, if the session is Monday, the what is the date on Monday, the thirteenth, I think is it? Goodness, it is may,
1: every day is blending yep. into one. I think it could be
0: play oh. <laughs> It is the 13th (laughs) at 2pm. You can register via the VLGA website, the events page uh, at vlga.org.au. Catherine, uh, great to catch up in the newsroom as always, one of our most watched weekly segments and look forward to catching up with you next week.
1: It's been my pleasure, Chris. Have a lovely weekend.
0: And thank you for joining us uh, this week on VLGA Connect. See you again soon.